Congrats, welcome tonight. Uh, a voice you will, obviously you're not going to hear Doc anymore, he retired, but you will not hear Patrick Kane being called in a Blackhawk uniform anymore. Hello, Andy Campbell here. Welcome. Season 6, Episode 9. Goodbye, Patrick Kane. It finally happened, folks. The trade that everyone has been waiting for, Patrick Kane, is gone. He is now a New York Ranger. We're going to break that down tonight. Welcome, everybody. We got a great crew tonight. We got all the originals in here. Look, We've got, got the gatekeeper, the, uh, the co-founder. Oh, Eric just jumped on. Uh, we have six members here to talk about this. That's how wounded we are. Something big Kane. must have happened. Yeah. <laughs> Gate, what's going on? Co-founder what's of going on, guys? Here. I'm here. I'm just here to pinch hit when you need me. Awesome. Love it. The Bard is here, regular on the show. How are we doing, buddy? What's going on? Doing Good. well. Content editor Eric Andrews is back, ladies and gentlemen. Um, he's only doing a few cameos a year. Costs us a few grand to get him here tonight, but we're so glad that he's back. What's up? Eric, he is a bad, bad man. <laughs> I'm pretty much the Wayne Gretzky of the rink. I only make my appearances when it needs to matter. So, yep. <laughs> well, excellent. Welcome. Ray, what's going on? Ray Napientek, ladies and gentlemen. He's here tonight. Very knowledgeable hockey source. Great baseball fanatic as well. What's up? Nothing much. Good to be here. Phil Nevin in person. Trade deadline uh, finally upon us. We've got four or five more uh, trades that I'm waiting for, so let's get it done. Yeah, here we go. Here we go. And Shawnee, and folks, if, if you do watch this visually, you will notice that based on the advice from the gatekeeper, Sean did turn his camera horizontal, and it's great to see you, Sean. You look better. Nobody cares, Sean. Nobody cares. I didn't even say anything. Um, <laughs> a black dog Cubs hat because, you know, apparently, uh, based on the internet, uh, Patrick Kane wasn't just traded, he died. So, oh, well, that's smart. Yeah. So I'm, I'm wearing my Kane jersey as well. Uh, we will be in mourning. I think that when we first see him in a New York Ranger uniform, we're going to go, whoa, that looks weird. Well, let's get at hard. What's that? I'm going to be rooting hard. Oh, yeah. Conference right. finals, right. baby. Go Rangers. We need that to turn into a first round pick. So if you have been living under a rock for the last few weeks, lots of rumors around Patrick Kane and it finally happened. The one team that he wanted to go to, the only team that he said he would go to are the New York Rangers. And that's where he is right now. Patrick Kane was traded yesterday officially for a 2023 second round pick that could turn into a 2025 or 2026 first round pick. If the Rangers do indeed reach the conference finals this year, which we're hoping that they will, and to go along with that, a 2023 fourth round pick, a sweetener, if you will. Now, Kane's gone. He's traded. And before we begin the, nostal begin the nostalgia tour, uh, Patrick Kane and some memories, a uh, lot of thoughts out there on Twitter, a lot of comments about how he was traded, the scenario around it. Did he pigeonhole the Blackhawks? Uh, a lot of strong emotions one way or the other on this. I'm going to start with uh, the gatekeeper on this because Gate, you've been, uh, those of you that follow Puck and Hustle on Twitter, he's been busy and he certainly has some thoughts on this matter. Gate, where are you at with this trade now that you've had 24 hours to digest it officially? Well, it, it's weird because I, I said there's this weird dichotomy like on, on, on Twitter where we were always looked at as the negative people. We were so negative, way too negative, negative about everything, too negative. And now we're trying to show, you know, positivity on the direction that the, 
that the whole organization is going and we're getting slack for that, for being too positive because they don't think that, you know, whatever, you know, whatever happened with this King with this cane trade. And then bottom, basically the bottom line is, is he didn't give him much of an option. No. He didn't, you know, there, they, they already said that there was no talk of an extension um, and that, he was going to decide when he was going to go. And he waited till the, almost the last second to really let anybody know this, which is basically the night of the San Jose game, I believe, or they said. Um, so they backed him into a quarter and he only gave him one team to negotiate with. So what do you think they're going to get back? You know, he, for all intents and purposes, like the New York Rangers could have said, Hey, we'll give you, you got to give us Patrick Kane, retain half of his salary and we'll give you future considerations because that's the only offer. I mean, right. of course they're not going to take that offer, but they got a decent offer. They could turn into a, a you know, a, a first round pick. If everything goes the way it looks like it might go this year, if they can, you know, make it to the conference yep. finals, they could get a, a first round draft pick out of it. It's a free first round draft pick for a guy that you were going to lose for nothing. No matter what he did in the past, he's not the same player now. And you just got to let it go. You just got to learn to let it go. There's the, there's the day in every career where you got to let learn to let it go. And this is when you got to learn to let Patrick King go. Yeah. I mean, I don't think the Blackhawks certainly didn't do anything wrong in this situation. It doesn't seem like, but Ray, is that where you're at as well? I mean, I, you know, talk to as far as the trade, the return value, obviously four weeks ago, if you said this was the return for Patrick Kane, I think we'd all be a little alarmed, but it was a different deck of cards that everyone was playing with all of a sudden. That's why you hoped it was going to be last July where, you, know, right. you could have gone to him and said, Hey, this is what we're doing. And I don't want you to, you know, score any goals on this team anymore, but you know, they, they weren't in a spot to do that. And, that, and that's understandable. And, you know, three times Stanley cup champ, right. I mean, there's a reason why he gets to no movement clause, you know, not, not Seth Jones. So, um, you know, the biggest part for me, you just, you, you know, that I'm holding, you know, nine, 10, you don't know that I'm holding aces, <laughs> you know? So, I mean, they were, they got what they needed to get. Um, you know, you try and turn that into a first round, like like Gates said. If not, you know, we've had some really good hockey players come out of the second round. You know, so I mean, that's something. Then you know, even the fourth rounder, which is probably a throw in, which is fine. So, um, you know, you could find some guys there that are that are depth guys. But again, I, I think they got probably at this point what you would expect. And again, it's not like you know, Kaner was like, "Hey, I'll go to you know any team." Um, and, and the best bidder, you know, it, it was one team, you know, and, and like Gates said, if they wanted to lowball you, you'd say no, and he'd still be here. So it's basically what it is. But your the, the return was was nine months ago. Yeah, no, I I would agree with that. I mean, I don't. Yeah, so Bardo, any disappointment? Any thoughts on this? I mean, you know, I mean, let, let's put let's put this thing in perspective, and you know. Taves is, is an unrestricted free agent, and so is Kane. Both were likely to walk away for nothing. Would you take today at 8.31 p.m. Eastern time the return that you're going to get at the trade deadline for Kane or the one you got for Taves? You got, you're not getting anything for Taves right now, and that's off the table. What's that? Yeah. That's, you can't do anything about that, 100%. Exactly. So, so people shouldn't complain about that. Um, you know, going back to, you know, I, I actually spoke to somebody today and I was talking with you guys uh, briefly about it. Um, that is close to Kane's camp and I'm not going to mention where or who I don't want to reveal them and get them in trouble, but going back to the summer, um, when a lot of people were asking, you know, why didn't they trade him over the summer? They knew he was going to potentially go, they were rebuilding even then. 
um, and there was the frustration that he had with um, with with uh, losing Strom and letting him walk, and also trading to Brinkett. The issue back then that hasn't been really talked about is people know about the issue, which was his hip, and the fact that he was actually contemplating, you know, doing something about that, which to me means surgery. So yeah. at that point, there really wasn't anything for them. They were they their hands were tied then, so they really couldn't trade somebody who was considering going under the knife. So I think there was that that wa- that wavering, if you will, that 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 was mentioned, you know, happening recently was also happening, but for different reasons over the summer. And you know, he 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 seemed to have seemed to be kicking around the idea of going into surgery, which obviously would have impacted some stuff. So yeah. I think that's where they sort of pulled back the reins and, and weren't going to pursue anything. So, yeah, that's, that's an interesting take. And, you know, I mean, we don't, we only know so much, you know, as fans about the injuries and what he's been dealing with. Obviously he looks great right now. You know, Shawnee, what say you, man? I mean, are, are you disappointed? Do you think that Kane did not handle this appropriately? There's a lot of, there's a little bit of backlash out there about why did he only give them one team? Why did he wait till now? Are you feeling any animosity as a fan just saying, hey, man, it should have been a little different? Yes. Um, I am feeling a little animosity towards Kane because, I mean, he, um, as the athletic article said, he kind of teetered and tottered on which yeah. way he was going to go. And I, let's not overlook the fact that Chris Jury of the Rangers already gave up a first-round pick for Vladimir Tarasenko right. earlier this trade season. So, like – He's already expended so much of his trade capital before Kane decided what he was going to do. So obviously that when the Hawks asked for something, he's like, I'm not going to give up more than – I already gave up my first-round pick. I'm not giving up more. Kane's decision-making process, the time he took, put Drury in the driver's seat on this entire deal. Um, Mm. So I am a little upset because, um, as I said in our text chat – understand Patrick Kane did he not understand when um, Kyle Davidson said the word rebuild this wasn't like a Stan Bowman rebuild where we just traded a two guys uh, for a second a third round pick and Henrik Borkstrom it, it, it like he actually tore it down so in the offseason Kane knew what was going on and then when they didn't they traded to bring it and didn't resign Strom like the writings on the wall dude mm-hmm. I don't understand why you were so angry. They were Kyle Davidson said in his first press conference, we're going to rebuild and we're going to tear it all the way down. Like, did he think, oh, well, Stan Bowman said that before and he didn't do anything. So I'm just going to continue to think that they're going to build around me. And I was telling, that- I was telling someone a little earlier. I'm like, when they signed this contract, you knew how this was going to end. Ray's going to end for you. Ray with, for, for two years with with two it was going to end with them dumping his salary somewhere else or him walking away at the end of it but probably them trading him at the trade deadline if he was going to then walk away like when you signed it the day they signed it eight years ago till now we knew this is how this was going to end yeah. how did he not have the awareness to understand that your contract's up this year you know we're, you're going to walk away for nothing or we're going to trade you at the deadline we're going to ask you to, to waive and Kyle like, Davidson said a year ago, happened. yeah, and Kyle Davidson said a year ago that he explained the plan and the vision to both of right. them. He met with both of them. What do you think he so, said? We're going to go for it? He didn't right. say that. So why was Kane such a petulant child? Yeah. 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 Er- Eric, do you think Kane is petulant and a child as well? 
<laughs> I mean, I would agree with uh, with Sean's sentiment there for sure. I mean, the writing's been on the wall for quite some time. Um, you know, it's not like this was a situation where, oh, maybe, you know, we'll be in a playoff race. You know, maybe, right. who knows? You know, that's not what the situation was. And Everyone knew. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> let's never say that phrase again. Um, but no, I mean, like Sean was saying, like Gate was saying, the writing was on the wall for this season and, you know, it's been this way for a number of years. Um, you know, so th- the fact that it took up until the end of February to make a decision is, you know, kind of ridiculous. I mean, did he earn the right to do whatever he wants? Sure. But I mean, come on, man. Like, are you surprised by the situation? Did this, you know, I, it, it didn't sneak up on you. Like it's been this way for, for months and years. So yeah, yeah I mean, in that regard, it, it's definitely a little frustrating, um, you know, and I think the, the timing of, you know, that Tarasenko trade definitely did affect things like how Sean was saying, um, you know, as soon as that trade happened, the price for Kane automatically goes down, um, you know, whether, <laughs> That, that too, whatever that was, that too, we agree. Sometimes yeah, you feel like but... a nut, sometimes you don't. <laughs> Cap friendly apparently has ads, <laughs> but gotcha. I mean, whether whether he would have considered a different destination or not, y- you knew coming into this whole thing that there probably weren't going to be that many suitors, regardless. You know right. that he would have considered. So as soon as that first move happens, which was probably a little bit earlier than some people were expecting that automatically changed the market and, you know, kind of tanked his value. So, right. yeah, I mean, honestly, the fact that they got what they got, I think you have to be, you know, fairly pleased with that. Yeah. And I mean, we don't know either. I mean, I, the big question is how long was this New Yorker bust? You know, I mean, a, a, a year ago we were sitting here on the podcast saying that the New York Rangers make sense eventually for Patrick Kane. Well, not a year ago, probably around the summer we were saying that 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 all makes sense. And then, you know, you figured when the Tarasenko trade happened that it's just gone, it's washed out. And he felt that way too. And he was very public about it. Mm-hmm. So, you know, but then again, at the same time, it, it would seem like a guy like Kyle Davidson. And obviously we don't know him personally. We just know him through his trades and his moves that he would have been a little bit more aggressive with New York had he known that that was it. Um, and maybe could have beaten St. Louis to the punch on that. Um, you know, that said, I mean, I don't, you know, the other thing is that if New York does not, whether they win a Stanley Cup or not, whether they have Patrick Kane, if they make it to the conference finals, it'll be very interesting when the possibility that we wake up, uh, you know, in, in 2025 or near 2025 and the Hawks have three first round picks. Um, if that's, if that's the way that it all shakes out, how it lands now. Now, if they don't, if uh, you know, the East is brutal right now. I mean, the East is maybe the strongest it's ever been. I don't know if you can make that argument, but I mean, teams are just loading up. It's like the West is an afterthought. But even if, if they don't make it to the conference finals, the Blackhawks have two first-rounders, and as it stands right now, that would be four second-round picks. And gate to your dreams of the Hawks getting back into the first round and possibly being in the top ten twice. I mean, if you have four second-round picks to play around with and get creative and make some moves, that could be some fun too. I mean, he even uh, – Kyle Davidson even mentioned that. Yeah. That, you know, you, that doesn't mean we're going to make all these picks. They could be used for other, you know, other uses. So – yeah, I, I would love to see it this year. I mean, that that's my pipe dream, and I'm gonna like, I'm gonna die by it. Is, is that you know they take their late first round this year, and they they throw in, they have another first round that they acquire one way or the other. Um, yep. 
or they use a, you know, a couple seconds or they use a first next year or something like that to move back into the top 10 and they could potentially have like, you know, the, the number one overall and the number eight overall pick. And like that, that turns things around a lot in a strong draft. When you got two yeah. players, there's potentially your Kane, your next Kane and your next Taves, mm-hmm. yep. you know, right then and there, you get them in the same draft and one, when one fell swoop, uh, that's, that's my idea with that. Now, any hope at all that, you know, some people are throwing this out there at Twitter, Patrick Kane decides to re-sign with Chicago with all the money they have in the offseason, or is that just foolish at this point? Well, did did you hear what Kyle Davidson apparently said, that uh, there was no talk of an extension? Okay, yeah. so that's probably out. Which pretty much tells me that he was going to say, hey, you're going you're gonna to be UFA in the summer uh, because we're not, we're not sending you to an extension. We're not, well, we're not going to be in the Patrick Kane business. Well, and Davidson's got a direction. He's got a vision for the team. He's got a plan and he's building it out. And Patrick Kane, unfortunately, is just not a part of it. Mm -hmm. Well, he probably learned anything from Bowman. It's probably the, you know, the, the re-signing of the old hats is probably not the way to go. Right. Right. Like Gates said, and other people said, you've got to turn the page at some point. Yeah. Start over. Like uh, Pittsburgh. Signing a guy who is, will be 35, and I get how talented he is, but who has a hip injury. Right. Um, I'm not doing that. Also, yeah, look, how, look at his production dropping off. What was he on the pace for like 17 goals or something before he hit that hot streak? Yeah. Like, yeah, we're going to, I think that's production is going to skyrocket with the, with the arsenal he has around him in New York. Maybe, maybe he doesn't get this much opportunity because, you know, they have a lot of, you know, big guns out there. Well, they might have have one power play. they're going to have one very disappointed player who's not on their first team power play unit. That's for sure. Yeah. And the Patrick Kane might, you know, he might not get as much five on five time, you know, yeah, he might, might be, be just pitted as a power play expert. <laughs> so you, you never know. So we'll see. Connor McDavid has two goals already tonight, by the way. So that's 51 and 52. Just going to go ahead and throw that out there. This guy's on another planet. Um, That was just sent to me via text. At any rate, you know, the other thing, last thing on Patrick Kane or last thing on my mind, we can go on and on about him. But a lot of people, you know, it's, you know, Sean, you mentioned this, Ray, you've mentioned this too. This is the only way that this could end was that a contract was going to be moved. Money is going to be eaten. It's just interesting to, to, when you think back, to the summer of 2014, when you signed two players for ten and a half million dollars, to have, you know, a, um, a general manager that did not have the foresight to realize how flat the cap was going to be, you know, part of that who knows revenue streams. He just wasn't really. I believe know. he said, Andy, at some point, he said that he, their projections were the cap was going to increase every year. Right, and it did not, and it did not. So I mean, that was that. I mean. You know, there, there are those that are saying that Patrick Kane did not prove his worth since he signed that deal, since that kicked in. Um, I don't agree with that. Personally, considering the first year that it kicked in, he was MVP of the league. Um, so there's that. You know, I'm sure he didn't expect Artemi Panarin to be shipped out so quickly. Um, but again, another cap mismanagement by his general manager. You know, they, they were the best in the West in, in 2016-17, and then got bounced in four games, and then four games, and then Marion Hosa retires, which changed the landscape of the entire team. So a lot of factors. Those of you that that think Patrick Kane was not worth the squeeze, well, you know, to him and to the Blackhawks, there was a lot of revenue to be made by Patrick Kane playing in Chicago. And who knows? Maybe a big part of those contracts were from John McDonough, just saying, just hey, stay in the black every year. You know, make sure that these two are around. Anyway, I'm talking way too much. Shall we move on? <laughs> <laughs> Any other thoughts, P. Kane? 
Ranger fans, are we now? Yeah, well, we are because we yeah we want to we want them yeah, to win the conference like first round pick. Yeah, and I and no. I do want to see him go there and light it up. I really no, want. not it. No, no, no. <laughs> you don't want him to do well. I don't like the Rangers. I don't like John Starks. Patrick Ewing seems like a nice guy. I don't like I've nothing. <laughs> York, the Yankees, Mets, not the Knicks, not, the, no, not even the eighties. Sea, nice guy, great player. We've got an anti-New York movement going on by some members of the ring. Okay. I'll check. Okay. I am sorry for my outburst earlier. I came at you with a lot of anger, and that was unnecessary. Absolutely. It was necessary. Right. Hey, first round bounce. We'll pick in the second round. Sounds good. Hey, wow. All right. Well, well, they can't the, – their defense, I think uh, I think the Bard had said something about it. Their defense doesn't look very strong. A little dinged up. Yeah, yeah, their defense, they're not a good defensive team. And then, quite frankly, if you uh, – some physical team is going to pound the shit out of them because up front they are very, very – they're going to try to play a, a high-speed, you know, Golden State Warriors of the Don Nelson era um, type of game. And I think they're going to try to outscore teams. And I just don't think – that doesn't work in the playoffs. Nope. Do you guys remember? Do you guys remember like the when uh, I think it was the Kane and Taves year, the the first time they went to the playoffs. I think it was the year before they went. They uh, won the cup, their first cup. Yeah. Like that year was a run and gun team that just you know sucked defensively. You know because good. If it gets them to the conference finals, great. Yeah, might, but I don't know. We want right, Ray. Would you take finals and them getting swept? That yeah, be, that's fine. Like embarrassingly <laughs> swept, like don't like one goal in four games, but we get that number one pick. Yeah, Andy, I'd do it for you. Probably that, you know, <laughs> thanks. That's you know that's what I really wanted to the, the other power can have to throw in Yeah, a lot of this is personal. I want Ray to be my friend. Other I want four? him to think highly of me. Yeah. I have a belief if my team is not in the playoffs, I don't give a shit who wins. So and I'm like sticking that. with it. You want you want seven game series. You want their you want the first round to go as long as possible because there's sure. four games a night. Yeah, that's fine. Best way. As far as the rest of the teams, fuck them all. I don't care. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> F-bomb in the last two. For what? <laughs> in the program? Right. Uh, folks, Ky- Kyle Davidson has made a couple more moves. And um, I find Kyle Davidson, what he's been doing with what he's working with, pretty impressive, truthfully. So Jake McCabe at 50% retained, as you see on the ticker that Gate has put uh, beneath us. Jake McCabe and Sam Lafferty. Jake McCabe's salary, 50% retained, traded to Toronto for a conditional 2024 fifth-round pick, a conditional 2025 fifth-round pick. Joey Anderson. All right, Joey. Uh, Pavel uh, Gogolev, who one very fun, funny Leaf fan said, enjoy the AHL and your production down there. And a, f- and a 2025 first-round pick that's top 10 protected, as well as a 2026 second-round pick. So, Picks later on, picks later on, going. Uh, Eric Andrews, what say you about this trade? Pretty good, not bad. What do you think? Yeah, I mean, I think on the surface, some people might have been a little underwhelmed by the return, especially given that it was McCabe and Lafferty both. But, I mean, let's take this back to last summer, you know, a year ago, whatever it might be. If you said the Blackhawks would get a first and a second for Jake McCabe and Sam Lafferty, you're probably immediately running to the bank. And yeah. I mean, that's a very good return. I mean, good at call. the end of the day, you know, yeah, they had better roles on the Hawks because the Hawks are a terrible team, 
but on a decent team, McCabe is a second-pairing defenseman. Sam Lafferty is a fourth-liner. If you're getting a first and a second for a second-pairing defenseman and a fourth-liner, that's a pretty good return in my book. Yeah, I like that. I think it's nice. Ray, you feel similarly? That's pretty good stuff, yeah? Absolutely. I'm not running anywhere, especially to the bank, but um, <laughs> I run when chased. Yeah, right, man. Even then, those days, I might just. But uh, only runs are in my shorts. I think. That, <laughs> All right, go back. Go back to your previous screen mode. Thank Can you. confirm. I think it it comes down to though you know when you look at that that might be where you're moving back in or I'm looking to sign somebody or I'm trying I've got some draft capital to right you know because you're not. You know, yeah, you're always thinking ahead, but you're not thinking 2025, 2026 right now. But no, we we catch a break here. We got some draft picks. We get you know six, seven good prospects. They're all starting to blossom. You feel pretty good about it. Now I'm using those picks in order to bring guys over um, that I think are going to help out. You know, the veterans and stuff like that. So Lafferty, a dime a dozen. Again, probably a nice guy. Jake McKay probably having a you know nice his best year in maybe eight, nine years. Um, you know, you sold high on, you know, and he's going to be fine. I mean, that's exactly what Toronto needs. But um, I thought, I thought the the get back for those were were, were good. Yeah, those were nice. Yeah, dumbass is really uh, Dubas is really going for it here. I mean, yeah. he's putting all his chips in. I, I think he probably figures he's going to lose his job if they don't get past the first round. Well, you know, you can only go for a Stanley Cup if you trade for Eric Gustafson. <laughs> Can confirm. I thought you had to trade every defenseman you had. It seems like that's what he's doing. They've been all in for seven years now. Yeah. <laughs> I've got him past the first round, not once. So that's that's pretty exciting. Bardo, any thoughts on the McCabe deal? I mean, I, I think it's it speaks for itself, and I think, Ray, you said it so eloquently um, and a good recovery in your uh, your New York rant. Uh, but Bardo, pretty good, yeah. Yeah, no, I, I I think it was a great deal. I mean, you had two guys that were acquired by the previous regime, and it was a sell high opportunity. And the one thing I like about that twenty five first round pick, the summer of twenty four um, is when Austin Matthews is a free agent, and he there's a good chance that he's going to walk. He may go to California where he's from and play somewhere, you know, Kings, Ducks, wherever. But there's a good chance that the Leafs are going to suck. And maybe not suck enough, but maybe that we might get lucky. The Hawks might get, might get lucky and get, uh, you know, the 12th or 13th pick that year. So that, that'd be nice. So there is something to watch there. Yeah, I mean, McCabe really did himself a lot of favors this year. I mean, he played on a really bad team. He was easily the best defenseman. Mm-hmm. Um, good to see his first his first go around with the playoffs. So we'll see what he's like in playoff hockey. But. Again, these just stockpiling picks. I don't have a problem with them being that much later. I mean, like, it, it is going to be nice down the road to either have these picks and make these picks, or but I mean, you're you're acquiring things that you can move in the event when your team actually does become productive. Which Hawks fans, it still won't be anytime soon. Well, but but Andy, apparently on Twitter, people are so outraged that Cal Davidson is not acquiring players that can help them sooner rather than later i think i've heard that response on multiple occasions why isn't he trading for guys why is he only trading for draft picks like we're not going to be competitive until 2028 or whatever it is here's here's i think the interesting thing is that you could make an argument that maybe by 24 25 if the lottery breaks right that maybe that there's some sort of 
daylight, if you will. I'm not going to say that they're going to be a playoff team, but at least you're going to see the foundation or a core of, of players. And then you can say to yourself, oh, wow, they've got two first round picks this year. Right. That's actually pretty good. I mean, yeah. but I thought I, I thought teams with guys that are mainly you drafted and developed weren't good. <clears throat> True. That's also no, th- no, no, no. That's players that Stan Bowman drafts right. and develops. Those players aren't <laughs> any good. Stan Bowman's no longer here anymore. So we don't have well, to worry the, about that. I mean, the, the conversations that I, well, I shouldn't say conversations, the education I've been doing on Twitter, um, people don't seem to comprehend that great organ or winning organizations draft and develop players and then go out and acquire free agents or make trades. They don't yeah, just make yeah. the trades as uh, Al used to say, make hockey trades uh, early <laughs> on. Yeah. <laughs> oh, sweet Al. I had to take a shot at Al. Because he blocked me on Twitter, so that's awesome. He Good blocked stuff. me too. He blocked all you got. Oh, I'm still going. He, he, right. he, he, he doesn't like the truth. Let me tell you. I, I better watch my mouth. It's really going to hurt my harness handicapping if I start. I do. I do along with everybody. So no. <laughs> <laughs> he's blocked me. <laughs> yeah, I, I probably just got blocked. Just happened a second ago. In other news, folks, right before the McCabe and Lafferty trade, uh, the Blackhawks acquired Andreas Englund from the Colorado Avalanche in exchange for a limited import Japanese-only uh, single from a Jack Johnson album from 2020. 2020. The Oh, I'm sorry, Jack Johnson, the hockey player, uh, was traded to the Avalanche for Andreas England. That joke fell really flat, my bad folks. Anyway, Jack Johnson, a little bit of a rental. He's going home. He's bar- going back to where he came from. Andreas uh, England now wearing number 28, which is sacrilege. Uh, IMO, that number should be hanging in the rafters um, for the wonderful and underappreciated Steve Lima. Uh, at any rate, Andreas Anglin. Hey, who's excited about Andreas? What's up, buddy? How you doing? Any thoughts? Jack Johnson, thank you for coming by, helping the rookies a little bit. You're going I'm back. not even I'm not even wasting the time of learning these guys' names anymore because yeah. I'm not going to be around. Yeah. They're going to, you know. Colby Cohen, how to play hockey. He just looks like the guy you want in your corner, though, if you're going to get drunk and do something stupid. So, I mean, <laughs> there you go. Yeah, that's, that's kind of drink. So, I mean, I, I, it's – But you did. I wouldn't tell him, like, hey, I, you know, hello, Mr. England. I mean, he looks like that guy. Like, he's going to – Maybe you've had a few too many. You're at the pony. You've had a few too many. You know who I am? But no. So, yeah, I mean, that's just yeah, – Did you get home okay last night? Yeah, Andreas took my keys. We're good. <laughs> <laughs> and then carried my car home. <laughs> we went out, we went to Orland Park. We went to Orland Park to hang out with David Gus's family. And Brad from the rear world. Okay. Awesome. Yeah. I'm done <clears throat> tonight. At any rate, uh Hawks fans don't get used to Andreas Anglin's name uh for too much longer. Before that, Josiah Slavin and Hunter Drew. You had to bring this one up for Eric because he's going to yeah. It's very painful for Eric. Moment of silence. I like Josiah Slavin, too. Devastating. Uh, Delta the Senators for Nikita Zaitsev, 2023 second-round pick, 2026 fourth-round pick, and future considerations. Basically, be nice to us. Um, well, hey, Ottawa is uh, giving the Blackhawks some pretty good picks in these last few months. You got a first-rounder that came turned for uh, Debrinket that turned into the Korch man, Kevin Korchinski, and now the Hawks are eating a bad salary and a little bit of cap. And uh, 
Can't say I know Hunter Drew, Josiah Slavin, though. Eric, should we defer to you on this with a box of tissues? I mean, it's disappointing, but at the same time, they clearly weren't going to be giving Josiah much of a chance at the NHL level. So if Anaheim is willing to do that, great. Um, Hunter Drew is a total non-factor, irrelevant player. So um, more or less just doing Slavin a favor and giving him a shot. Um, I'm assuming no one else wants to talk about that deal. So I'll move into the, 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 the Zaitsev deal. Um, that's exactly the type of thing that Kyle Davidson needs to be doing is taking on bad, bad contracts and acquiring assets. In addition to that, you know, building up that draft capital and, you know, weaponizing that cap space and, you know, people, you know, might say, well, Zaitsev isn't good. He makes too much money, blah, blah, blah. There's a cap floor you have to meet. You need players like that, especially in these next few years, especially with Kane tapes coming off the books, you know, they're going to need to probably find at least another couple guys like Zaitsev just to get to the cap floor next year. So guys that can actually play. I mean, this isn't, this isn't the Arizona coyotes where your role in the NHL is to take on dead contracts of players that don't play, you know, and they got hall of famers. They got a hall of fame lineup of guys. that never That that Twitter image was amazing. Did everyone see that with all the (laughs) hall of famers and coyotes uniforms? God. It's working, Gary. Keep going. Don't move. <laughs> they should hang him in the rafters. At yeah, you know that. That, that, you really, state. that would be hilarious. There's yeah, threw him up there. Yeah, jeez. I, mean, I took a, Hunter Drew, by the way, on my fantasy baseball team. He plays left field for Arizona. So, <laughs> one side note. Not bad. So anyway, the JD or Arizona yeah, Coyotes. So everyone's hoping do not get Connor Bedard. And in the words of words of Bill Murray and Ghostbusters too. Boy, did you back the wrong horse. Gary, that's <laughs> so bad. They're brutal. Anyway, um, so yeah, so I mean, I you know, Kyle Davidson doing the things that he needs to do clearly, um, you know, and and I I think you're you're getting picks, you're getting some, you know, a lot of futures. Everyone's thinking about the future right now, and he clearly is. Big question: What to do with Max Domi? I mean, does he just sign and come back? Is his offensive production going to dry up without Kane? I mean, it'll dry up in general. The team is really bad. But you just bring – I mean, you've got $23 million in cap space. You may as well, right? Put him on the first line. Oh, yeah. And just like the guy on Twitter that told me that uh, Kyle's going to have so much cap space next year. You watch how fast they they start competing. Oh, yeah. Right back. That's the first thing you want to do with all that cap space is tie it all up in overpriced contracts for guys who are going to underperform for way too long. Like, that's exactly what you you do at this point in time with all that cap space. Now it it is Wednesday night. I mean, they have till Friday at what three o'clock Eastern. I mm-hmm. mean, will someone call about Max Dome? I hope so. I, I, I think so. part of the reason for him and AA being on a team were to flip them. Yeah, um, you know, I don't. I think seeing how competitive the East is, I mean, the hope is is that one team steps up and says, "Hey, you know, this guy's playing well. You put him on a you know top in your top nine. Then all of a sudden you've got a deeper lineup. So yeah, yeah. If you can shelter him in a place where like yeah. he's he's not required to play much defense because he really can't. No, he's horrible. Uh, well, what you could what, you could probably get like a second or third rounder for him. If you get a second rounder, the market him, is crazy yeah. right now. Yeah. Does that does anyone would anyone say no to a second rounder right now for Max Domi? I would take it. No, absolutely no. not. No, but he, he can, he's he can, like one of, one of the guys you do say we're going to flip you, but we'll bring you back. 
Yeah, sure. Bring him back. Yeah, That's fine. Yeah, Fans we'll... seem to like him. You could probably sign him fairly reasonably priced. Uh, yeah. You know, he's he's the fans already seem to like him. So yeah, you sell some Max Domi jerseys. Right. That's fine. That I'm perfectly fine with that for the next two years. I don't think A2 is really going to have much of a market for him. I don't. I just don't see it, Ray. He's very it. streaky. He's very streaky. Like he has a streak where he scored like four games in a row, and then he'll go like nine yeah. games without doing anything. It's almost like he's injured, right? Uh, so I don't know. Just disappearing. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I just don't see it. You know, I I don't know. I think if you put him in a fourth line, I mean, and tell him to go four check and and you know, put him in that kind of a role, then I think it's okay. But he doesn't – I mean, he's playing top six up in, in Chicago. It doesn't make any sense. But um, if you could put him in that fourth-line role, I mean, you could do worse. I guess. I mean, you, they're probably going to get a fourth-round pick for him, if that. But Fine. Um, it's yeah. better than nothing and letting him walk. Yeah, yeah I mean, just get, get anything you can for anybody on this roster. Right. Anything. Yeah. If I were yeah. Phoenix and I was hosting the All Star Game next year and I needed to win the speed skating competition, I'd, I'd never. <laughs> <do that. laughs> How about we send Connor Murphy back to Arizona? Yeah, that's another one. I mean, I he's just gonna oh man, he's just gonna. I don't think. Whole thing. Yeah, they're not gonna. Unfortunately, next year would probably be the first opportunity to do that because they retain. Eric, correct me if I'm wrong. You can only retain. You can retain. Half of, or you can retain three contracts, correct? We clarified yep. that. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, and they've already retained two. So I mean, you I don't, could. I don't, so so you're saying no, no cup contender wants a $4 million seventh defenseman right now? Is that what you're saying? <laughs> I'm going on the way and saying that's correct. Toronto might. I also think Arizona's got kind of firsthand experience as to seeing how quickly the defense market kind of dries up because they were oh. talking with teams. Yeah like LA among Carolina, a couple others. And then all of a sudden, like they were dangling the best chip out there, which was Chikrin. Yeah. And they overplayed their hand in a bad yeah. way. Cause wow. they were asking they, something like two yeah. firsts and a prospect or whatever it was. Yeah. Um, and Philip Peronic got a better return yeah. from Detroit. First or were they just, they were conditional, right? I think it was, I think they got a conditional first or is it, yeah, I thought I don't even think they were guaranteed first. That's why that's why I thought they overplayed their hand even more. It's a first and two conditional seconds, I think. Right, two first and two conditional seconds. But they okay, asked, yeah. they were asking around for two firsts and a prospect, like yeah. a big time prospect. So thought, why isn't Gary Bettman going to management at in Arizona and saying, "Guys, stop any conversations you have about a new rank. This is not. We got to get out of here." Because he's so <laughs> arrogant and so full of himself, he thinks it could work. That he'd have to say he was wrong. Yeah. yeah. He doesn't want to admit he was wrong. I mean, everyone's saying, oh, Quebec, they're ready for a team. Fine, maybe. But I mean, like, even a city like Milwaukee would be a sick. Houston. Houston. What about Houston? Houston. 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 Turn, on every, turn on every TV in Houston. I don't know if it's going to be a hockey hotbed, but every every ESPN channel should have a, a Houston Roadrunners game on it. <laughs> Amazing. And they're yeah. they're what one of like one of the largest cities in the U.S. So they've got way more, mm-hmm. way more people than Phoenix. And hockey has grown in Texas with the stars down there. Like, For the same yeah. reason, the Big Ten has uh, Rutgers and <laughs> turn on TVs on the East Coast. Yep. 
I would do Rutgers I would look at Houston. Maryland. I would look at Portland. I would look at Kansas Portland. City. I would Portland. look at Milwaukee. I would look at all those places. Yeah, yeah Kansas City. They're uh, that might be a they're good. They're a really loyal fan base. Yeah, and they they just have that. It doesn't. I think they could fill up a hockey arena there. They would. Just for sure. Look at what center. they do with the, for the Chiefs. And right. they, they're they, enough they fill it up for the yeah. For the Royals, even the sporting, the, the soccer yeah. team, they fill it up for down there. Probably enough land where the Chiefs and the Royals play. I don't know if you guys have probably been there. I'm sure Bart has. Well, they have the they bet they've got the Sprint Center downtown, which is, which oh, okay, is perfect. almost brand new. So it's it's like three or four years old. So I mean, they yeah. could put a hockey team in there. I think that was the intention was to get a hockey team or a basketball team there. So that's a multi-purpose arena for that. But and they, with the Royals now, it, I mean, they're running hot too. I mean, Vegas, yeah, it, you know, you don't the, the expansion team doesn't come in and go eight and seventy anymore. Mm-hmm. They right. come in and right. yes, yeah. one made a run and the other one is making a run in year two. You know, so yeah. I mean, it's not like it used to be where you're sitting around going, you know, are they ever? Yeah, I, I love, I love, I love the Portland take because I, the fans would embrace that Seattle Portland rivalry. I mean, it's certainly I know no one follows soccer, but the MLS rivalry with Portland and Seattle is like a huge deal out there. I mean, Portland they wake up, Timbers they, and the Seattle Sounders, I believe. Yeah, I mean, I, I, it's it's a huge deal. Like they wake up early in the morning and the whole city gets going whenever they mm-hmm. play. Each other. It brings in a lot of money. Yep. Now, I, I'm sorry to bring up the MLS on this talk show. Bart hates soccer. I hate it. I hate it, yeah. Okay. Yeah, Bart's not Me going too. to the World Cup in Kansas City next year. No. I'm shy away from that. I'm not going to World Cup. I'm not going near it. A <laughs> <laughs> couple more things. First of all, folks, if you, uh, if you hadn't had the chance to read uh, Eric Andrews' article on uh, Goodbye Kane, or Thank You Kaner, on the rink, it is up there on the website. Please take a look; it's very well written and encapsulates encapsulates a lot about a great career. And um, yeah, we're gonna miss Kaner. So let's go around real quick as we close. Favorite Patrick Kane moment? Does anyone have one where they think about it? They go, "That's what I'm gonna remember about him," and hopefully not the trade deadline. Well, so I'm gonna let me go first. Let me go first. Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> the first one is is the cup, the first cup. Like you can't after being a Blackhawks fan for as long as I was a Blackhawks fan them winning that first cup and Patrick Kane scoring that goal, even though it was, it was the, the, the broadcast was screwed up and everything like that. It was yeah. still like it, that was like one of the greatest moments of my life that, that happening. But I do want to also say that last goal that he scored in overtime that didn't get counted that like, I, like, I, I just got to think like, even though they didn't count it, like I think they should have, but that's fine. I get that. They didn't, you got to put Patrick Kane on the microphone Right then and there, I don't care who the the first star of the game is. You put Patrick Kane out there so that he can address the crowd because everyone in the building knows that's his last home game. Hey, Why I waited, didn't they do that? I waited to see if he was, and he didn't. He walked right in. Nobody even talked. To him, so. Yeah, and there were people that that yeah. were in the crowd that that were like saying that that like they were expecting to hear something from Patrick Kane, and instead you get Tyler freaking Johnson. <laughs> no one wants to hear from Tyler Johnson. Absolutely not. A single person in that rink wants to hear from Tyler Johnson. He moment. doesn't even want to talk. Got to be one fifty-plus woman with a Tyler Johnson tattoo. Come on, <sighs> Trey Johnson for a fourth rounder. Unbelievable! <laughs> how how could you screw that up that bad when it was just handed to you on a plate? Like yeah. that moment of him scoring. Where's the clock? Like, who cares if it didn't count? Still put him on the mic. Yep. Done. 
Shawnee, you were ready to say something about your favorite Patrick Kane moment. Yeah, so uh, Eric had made reference to it in um, in his in his piece. So I lived in Minnesota in 2011, and I went. Nobody to... cares, Sean. <laughs> Nobody uh, well, cares. For sure. And I went to the. Yeah. I thanks for coming Patrick. to Chicago. <laughs> Continue, Sean. Um, so I lived just outside of Minneapolis and I went to the wild Hawks game that year at the XL energy center, wore my cane Jersey proudly had a guy throwing popcorn at me the entire game saying, I hate Jonathan Taze. I hate Patrick Kane, yada, yada, yada. Kane does the, uh, the deke where he basically puts Backstrom's jock in the rafters as Eric said. I just turn around and goes, thank you, good night, and walked out of the arena with all the other Blackhawks fans. That's awesome. It was amazing. It was my only uh, non-home Hawks game. I like that. What about you, Eric Andrews? That's a good one, Shoney. Yeah, I mean, that that's certainly – I think it just as far as highlight reel plays go, that's definitely right up there for Kane for sure. Um, one that, that stands out to me in that – I don't necessarily know why a whole lot, but I, I very fondly remember uh, Kane's first home game at the United Center when they were playing the Red Wings and he scores the game winner in the shootout against his boyhood idol, Dominic Hasek. And, uh, you know, it, the goal itself wasn't anything overly special. It was just forehand, backhand, put it in. But, um, yeah, just I, I feel like that was kind of the – that like okay we we might have something special in this kid like this might be the start of something special so um yeah i don't know for me i just i very fondly remember that for whatever reason um i was also fortunate enough to be at the draft in 07 in columbus when they drafted patrick kane so obviously that's another uh pretty memorable moment for me too that's awesome really cool ray what do you say yeah, boy, uh, Eric kind of stole my thunder there. The Hasek goal uh, was one of our first dates, and my wife, she was my, you know, my wife was like, "We got to do this to get tickets," and we've had season tickets ever since. And King got on the radio, and he was—I mean, he sounded like a twelve-year-old kid, not an eighteen-year-old kid. So that was <laughs> that was kind of funny. But um, man, that hat trick uh, what uh, Vancouver—that <laughs> was pretty wild. Um, that was almost the. Uh, Hey, we can do this type thing, you know, too. Where, you know, I, you know, I, I was there for the, the cup games and, you know, the, there's, there's so many, but that was finally like, all right, you know, this guy's going to take over and, and he's going to be really good for a long time. And, it, and we all know that, but um, it, that was just kind of the man, like, okay, they're, they're here and, and they can do this type moment. Yeah. You got to remember it was, Hey, we're not sure if they're going to do this, right. It's easy. Yeah. Hey, you know, take take three Stanley Cup championships, right? We'll we'll take three more, you know, after this rebuild. But yeah, kind of that moment where it was like, all right, you know, this team can do it. Kane did it. You know, just, just showing up Vancouver. It was a great yeah. rivalry at the time. You know, I mean, it was it was like, all right, man, these guys can't do it. When all when all of a sudden you realize we got the hottest thing in the game right now, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and that was that was definitely that that kind of moment. Bardo, do you have any special Patrick Kane memories or anything like that? So the one that actually does stand out, I always think about this one, is um, back in 2010, um, first round, game five, 
Um, they were down, I think it was 4-3 in game yep. five against Nashville at home. Yeah. And Kane scored that shorthanded goal, and we know Kane never plays on the penalty kill. But they were down because Hosa got that major, mm-hmm. and that was the game where they killed that penalty, and Hosa scored the game winner right out of the box. Now, if you remember, like I said at the top is that they are, they were losing that game. So they lose that game. They go down three to two heading to Nashville in the first round. And this was the team that had the best record in the West or second best record. I think they were. Yeah. San Jose. San Jose had the best record. Yeah. San Jose had the best record. And, but you know, they had a lot of pressure on them to win the cup given that they were going to go through a cap crunch at the end of the season. So if you think about it, like that was such a huge goal right there. When K- I remember when Kane scored that goal, that place, went nuts and Ray I don't know if you were at that game but god damn that place was nuts I was actually working on the road in a hotel in Toledo I was the only person jumping up and down in Toledo Ohio because (laughs) I remember exactly where I was it was terrible oh god that game was unbelievable I could watch that highlight every single day I'm in two like like if you if you put the bookend on the goal in 2010 that won him the first cup and the goal in 2015 that iced him the cup at home. Yeah, like that, that is the bookends of his career right yeah, there. You're right. Yeah. The beginning and the yeah. end of the, you know, the cup dynasty started and ended with Patrick Kane. Like yeah. that's kind of cool, man. Yeah. yeah. And that 2010 game winner, I mean, against Philly was unbelievable uh, because of, I mean, I think it was also because of how bad they, they've been historically in Philly. Um, yeah. And I don't know if that was their only win of the series in Philly. And I think it was because they went up 2-0 in Chicago. Yeah, really, yep. yeah they lost game three and four in Philly. Yeah. And they won that. They won game five at home and then won game six on the road. Um, but it, it was almost like time stood still because I remember my wife was pregnant. She wouldn't let me go down to Philly for the game because she was like eight and a half months pregnant. She was like, you know. What if I didn't say ruin everything? I think they won. I'm like, wait a second. I think they won. I think they won. And I jumped. It was, you know, I thought she was going to get, you know, going to labor right there. But, you know, that's yeah. awesome. Yeah, I think so. My my first year, I live in the Boston area. My first year that I lived out here was the, <clears throat> the uh, 2013 when it was the Blackhawks and Bruins in the Stanley Cup final. So, you know, my favorite memories. You know, I, I was just taking an earful the whole series and they were down 2-1 and he really hadn't gotten going yet. And then in game four of that series, he took over for the rest of the series and pretty much won the con Smythe, um, you know, skating away in Boston. And, uh, you know, to me, that was awesome uh, just to, to hear a lot of lip from people that obviously are still friends of mine now, but to have Patrick Kane just say, you know what, we're going to, the one Chicago and in this area, we're going to, we're going to do this thing. And I think my favorite thing about it that came out after was in game four. And I don't know if you guys remember the, the Stanley cup finals video. Marshawn was yep. on the case like crazy. Chirping. And chirping him and said, you know, do you want to go? And he said, anytime. And Kane goes, anytime. It's like, that's kind of a bad trade-off. And, you know, Marshawn was giving him a hard time and then Taves scored uh, moments after that, and that's when everyone started going, and they got into the face-off dot, and uh, Kane looks up at Marshawn, and he just goes. <laughs> Should have kept your mouth shut. Wasn't game four when uh, Duncan Keith got shut. suspended? 
Uh, that was in the in the LA. That series. was in the King that series. Was the LA series, okay. Yeah, because yeah, then Jalmerson was the best defenseman on the ice. In game uh, he was five. ridiculous that game. He yeah. was unbelievable. Yeah, yeah, he was. So and then Kane, Kane in that Boston series too. They went back to Chicago after tying up the series, and they went up two nothing in Game Six, and he got the first two goals and was just electric. I mean, he was just totally off his trolley. Um. So. Yeah, I think it's going to be really – it is going to be weird seeing him in uh, the red, white, and blue of the New York Rangers. It's not going to bother anyone as much as Ray, but – Right, It'll be tough, but anyway. Um, just imagine he's on Team USA. He's playing for Team USA. Just say you should that. see how I feel about the Blues and Cardinals, man. I just... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, I – right. No, and – yeah, I mean – and. It's crazy to think, right? I, I saw that stat: no Taves, no Kane, no Seabrook, and Keith for like the first time since two thousand four. But yeah, it's crazy. Hey, this is why we were saying in twenty ten, let's rebuild, man, because it's in twenty twenty three, twenty twenty four. Now it's twenty twenty three, going to be twenty twenty four, and now we're looking at twenty six, twenty seven, mm-hmm. right? So yeah. when this rebuild works and they win three more after that third one, let's rebuild and do it all over again. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Best Blackhawk of all time? Yes or no? Mm. I'm gonna say yes. I'm gonna say yes. Yeah, it's close. I think Makita is close, but I think yep. it's yeah. When it's all said and done, it'll be good call. Ray, you're stuck on this. As are you, Gate. It's it's either him or Makita would be would yep. be it for me. Um, <laughs> it was such a different era back there. You can't. You can't yeah, I don't. Yeah, I mean, maybe it is apples to oranges. But, I mean, you know. Yeah, I mean, he he. he and, and I said it in the offseason, I mean, I still think he could absolutely take over a series. If he's healthy and yep. he's working with the boys in, in New York, he can absolutely still take over a series. Mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't care that he's possibly having a down year. That, that, that doesn't matter. If he's 100% healthy, he can absolutely win hockey games still. Yeah. So that's a tough one. Right. It's awesome. Gage, I mean, yes or no, what do you think? I, I'm partial to Makita, but um, yeah, he probably is the best – Blackhawk. Um, I would say he could potentially be the best American born player. Yeah, I think. Yeah, yeah, I I think he's got that. You know, so it's all said and done. You know, I'm not a huge Patrick Kane fan. Like Patrick Kane, the person I'm not, I'm not the biggest fan of, but the player, you can't, you can't dispute it. What he's done on that ice, like for the Blackhawks, for the city of Chicago, you can't dispute any of it. There's no disputing it. He was like the king. Yeah. Eric, greatest Blackhawk of all time? I would say, yeah. I mean, it's it's definitely apples to oranges, like you said. But I think what pushes Kane over the top for me is the fact that they did have that overwhelming amount of team success. Yeah. And he was very much a driving factor of that. Yeah. I mean, I what is he? The only American-born Hart Trophy winner. Mm-hmm. Con Smythe. Three cups. A lot going on. Thousand points in a Blackhawk uniform. I mean, obviously, Stash had 21 years in a Blackhawk jersey, which is unbelievable. I mean, I don't, I don't we'll never see that something like that again. No, but yeah, uh, that was a different era. It was agency so and trades and yeah, and, thing. And I, it's close. It's tough. It's close. And that's the thing. I like. I hate like the hall of longevity. You know, you see it happens in baseball. Right? A guy got in because he played forever, but um, I mean, he was still at the top of his game. But man, I mean. It's close. That would be a tough one. That'd be a good, good, uh, <laughs> a good Twitter poll. So, and that's not even taking a shot at Duncan Keith, who I think is probably in the game 
in the oh he's in that conversation yeah yeah so i i got a i got a text from my father this morning he's 75 years old and he was a season ticket holder for the blackhawks the reason i'm a blackhawks fan and he wrote to me and my nephew it's really sad about kane i hate to see him now labeled as a rental best hawk ever better than hull makita and mush marsh even better than mush marsh <laughs> five five mush marsh that might would have been my dad's comment too. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we had the same upbringing, Andy. <laughs> so thanks, thanks, Dad. Thanks for weighing in. And no, but that's good to hear from a Hawk fan who's seen them all. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. to say this is the best ever. That's that's worthy. Uh, yeah. Anyway, any final thoughts, comments before we say goodnight? No. All right. Congratulations well, to Notre Dame hockey on beating the University of Michigan in the Big Ten tournament. Oh, grinds my gears. But if there's someone to do it, Drew Bavaro, whose brother Vito is a 2016 Brooks hockey alum, played at Sacred Heart. Drew, you're going to be a UFA when you leave Notre Dame. Someone's going to pick you up, buddy. Cardigan Mountain Lawrence Academy, Drew Bavaro, what a series. Thanks for bringing that up, Sean. No problem. My gears watch the Wolverines go down. I'll take that. I hear Rockford's nice this time of year. Maybe he'll sign there. There you go. <laughs> Rock Vegas. Rock yeah. Vegas. All right. Well, thanks for tuning in, folks. Appreciate it. Goodbye, Mr. Kane. We'll see you around. Good luck in the playoffs. We'll be back and maybe not to talk as much Blackhawk hockey because it after the trade deadline, that will be the dullest of the dull uh time in Chicago. But uh with some playoff prognostications, maybe some bracketology, or maybe some playoff predictions from some of our faithful here. As far as who's winning what this year, who's coming out of the East, who's coming out of the West, and who's winning the top. But to that end, uh, on behalf of the Gatekeeper, Ray Napiantech, the Bardo, Sean Fitzgerald, and Eric Andrews, thank you so much for listening tonight. Take care, folks. And-